Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. You do have to make friends with your numbers. Like you have to sit down and even if you hate it, even if numbers aren't your thing because you're an artist and you like creating visual art, knowing your numbers is a big part of this. And that's how you know if you're making enough. And generally with these exercises, most people are making way below what they need to make in order to turn a profit. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today, Audrey and I are fielding another question from you. This is phototherapy. But first, a note from the folks who support this show. The holidays are the best time of year to offer print sales and encourage clients to create meaningful printed gifts. Pick Time's holiday campaigns are crafted with beautiful visuals and copy all ready to go with sets of emails and gallery banners. And this year, they are even available in multiple languages. What does this mean? I've been using PickTime's campaigns for the past couple of years, and they are a game changer. You simply assign a campaign like this one, the holiday marketing campaign, to a gallery, and it automatically reaches out to your client with your offer for you. It reminds them, and it lets them know when they only have a day left. These campaigns have been such a game changer in my business. More money for me better stuff for my clients to walk away with. And right now, if you use code PHOTOBIZHELP, when you sign up for PickTime, you'll get one bonus month. So head over to PickTime, do the holidays right in your business, use code PHOTOBIZHELP, and get one bonus month. So if you're like most photographers, you probably didn't go into business for paperwork. Does the chaos of invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy? Well, that is where 17 Hats comes in. Their all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform organizes your entire business. 17 Hats handles things like time-sucking tasks, payment reminders, capturing leads, and scheduling your meetings. With 17 Hats, important emails go out automatically. Quotes, contracts, and invoices, click, click, paid. So it's a small wonder that thousands of photographers swear by 17 Hats. You'll free up so much time from day stealing to do's. It's like you've cloned yourself. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, which is obviously photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it. So why not clone yourself with 17 Hats? Visit 17hats.com to learn more with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. 
That's 17hats.com with the discount code PHOTOBIZHELP. Well, this is exciting, really exciting for me. This is episode number 350, 350, which is bonkers to me. And I'm glad to share it with you. This is so fun. This is super fun. Should have had a cake or something. I know. Or like some kind of like, what are the, it's not a party horn, the little paper thing that rolls out. Confetti popper. No, not that. Like the little, like you blow on it and the little thing. Yeah. Yeah. No one would be able to see that. Anyway. Does that even have an official name? (laughs) Just wasting. What do you call those Wasting podcast airtime. But no, this is really cool. And thank you to everyone listening. I mean, we wouldn't be here without you. We wouldn't be here without the amazing folks that support the show. So thank you, everyone. It takes a whole village to do something like this. A special thanks to Fullcast, my production team, and my amazing production assistant, Alyssa. So we're this is a fun milestone. And um, this is phototherapy number five. Are you excited? Are you excited, Audrey? Yes. I wanted to start singing Mamba number five. (laughs) I mean, we're still going to be doing interviews and, but this has been something that we unexpectedly found to be super fun. It's great to field questions from other people. We don't have to think of the topic then we can just kind of riff on our experience and our things we mistakes we've learned from and our combined, you know, knowledge and stuff. And so we've named these episodes phototherapy with the, the appropriate number, but you can, uh, so you can find them that way if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you're listening. But uh, if you want to look at just interviews, you can, you can scroll right past these little photo therapies, but I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be something we do more of. I agree. I need all the versions of therapies there are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and neither one of us is like a trained therapist or anything, but I think we can combine our wisdom and offer some help to folks. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yep. Cool. Just, cool. just hanging on for dear life through the month of November. Yeah. <laughs> November feels significantly better than October, but it's not done by any means. But I did no get through the last of my very scary to-dos, like the ones that have been there for way too long and that were sucking the life out of me. Yeah. Last week, I kind of got check those off the list and I'm just I'm caught up kind of that feels good like I'm not drowning but I'm like head above water a little bit yeah that idea of resistance is is real I like to continually bring up the war of art I've read it a couple of times over the years and it is an incredible perspective on um, it's by Stephen Pressfield on this resistance you know when you say like the scary thing on your to-do list but like it is yeah it's real and we're always going to be working in some way with resistance but he does an awesome job of outlining the ways in which resistance show up not just in work but how to recognize it and then how to kind of build a better relationship with it i think it's well worth a read if that's you so the war of art that's interesting to anyone oh also we talked about on phototherapy number four we talked about our favorite ways to get through burnout and busy season and stuff. So if you haven't heard phototherapy number four, go back and check that one out because I think it's 
I think we covered some really good stuff there too. That was a good one. It's a topic I always like to talk about. Yeah. I think we should talk one of these days about, you know, we're coming into like the winter and one of the things I'm feeling kind of weird about is like, I don't want to shoot outdoors in the winter really anymore. I used to just kind of do like, yeah, whatever. And now I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling like I, I need to find a way around that. So maybe we can talk about that another, another time. That's my big resistance right now is trying to, trying to sort out how I want to handle those inquiries, the outdoors. I think that's a good topic, especially for anyone in the Midwest or Northern part of the universe. It's such a huge <laughs> part of our, yeah, such a big part of our reality. It's like half the year here yeah. in Minnesota figuring, navigating it. And I agree, it can be just kind of exhausting a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. And cold. Yes. Cold and wet. Slippery. I know. Well, before we talk about that, I mean, we'll talk about that another time, but it was just a random thought that just came right out of my mouth. We do have a question from someone. Yeah for phototherapy today. And if you are listening and you would like to submit a question, please do. We'd love to hear from you. We keep everything anonymous. Just send a note to helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com and use the title phototherapy in the subject line so we know what it is. That's helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. There should be a link in the show notes as well. Okay. Are you ready, Audrey? I am so ready. This is one that you and I both have come across from lots of students over the years and just it comes up in groups all the time. So if you're in the world at all and on Facebook or anything like that, you've probably seen this or heard this or a version of this. But question is, how do you raise your rates without scaring off longtime clients? How high is too high for a portrait session? So that's two questions, but we'll, you know, they're related. So we'll We'll let it slide. <laughs> How do you raise your rates without scaring off long time clients? The first thing that comes to my mind is just communication. But is there anything that's top of mind for you? I'll let you jump in first if you want. Sure. Yeah, same thing. I think we create the story in our head. We're going to raise our rates, but everyone's going to be mad at us when they find out, blah, blah, blah. And I think think you could eliminate a lot of that if you just kind of give people a little bit of a heads up and you don't have to over explain yourself that's the other thing too it's actually yeah. less stressful and probably better business practice to just be like this is what I'm doing and you don't have to give the explanation <laughs> no that's a great point I'm glad you brought that up yeah just hey rates are going up next year yep that's it period. That's a very normal thing to happen in a business and in the photography business. It's not abnormal to raise your rates and you don't have to necessarily explain why unless you really, really want to, but most people don't actually care, which is really nice. Yeah. But yeah, giving people a heads up, I have an email list, so I would send out an email just so they know pricing will be going up on the first. And then anytime somebody reaches out for an inquiry, even if they're a re repeat client, you know, I give the whole, I'm so happy to hear from you. I'd absolutely love to take your photos. Here's the link to my current pricing. And then kind of like, you know, let me know what works for you and we can figure out a date and nail it all down if that's aligned with what you're looking for. Yeah. I don't really ever bring up the fact that I raised the prices. I just kind of use the language of here is my current pricing. Yeah. 
because I don't really open the door for them to be like, oh, wow, she raised her prices. And I have lost longtime clients who have returned with a reply of that's not within our budget anymore. And I just say, I completely understand if something changes in the future, please reach out. I also offer mini sessions and I do those more regularly now than I used to. So I kind of have that there as my like, well, if you really still want me to be your photographer, but you're on a budget, here is at least this option for you. Yeah. And then they have the choice and they may choose to go with someone else. And that's, that's going to happen. So you have to kind of learn that that's part of the whole thing and to not try and take it too personally. It's totally going to happen. It, there's also the option, and I've done this for, you know, this is my 13th year. It's crazy. There are a handful of clients that were with me literally the first few sessions I ever did and have stuck with me. And you can certainly, as the business owner, you can do whatever the hell you want. So you can say, okay, those folks are locked in, or I'm only going to incrementally raise, you know, their rate. You can treat certain people differently if you want to because they've supported you for so long. There's no rule that says all of your past clients have to be locked into your new rates. So that's a decision you have to make. It's one that you'll know. I mean, you'll definitely know who those people are. They're the ones that have stood by you and supported you. And not to say those people might not want to pay your full rate. That's a discernment thing and it's different for everyone. But I think you're totally right. You're going to lose people no matter what because there's always going to be folks at different budgets. And I think offering a low ticket rate or a low ticket offer like a mini session is a great way to not only bring new people in to sort of test you out. (laughs) Do we we like each other? Do I like your photos? But also for those people that, you know, might not be able to do your, your big sessions anymore. I think, I think that's a great idea. I had this like ghost of a question whispering in my head that I'm sure someone listening is also wondering, but it was when should I raise my rates? And because oh. I, I just feel like that's inherently part of this. Someone going like, but when do I know? When do I know when it's yeah. the time to raise my rates? And for me, it's a supply and demand thing. So there's only one of you. You only have so much time in your life. And uh, if you are busy and booked, whatever that means for you, we've done other episodes on what it means to be booked. And I think we'll do more because that would be a good topic to cover. But once you've kind of hit your max of how many hours you can give every month, that's a great time to raise your prices. Yeah. Yeah. But communication, just saying, you said like, here are my current prices. You can also attach a year to it. So people are clear that like, I mean, sometimes I'll have people send me a note. I don't know if this has happened to you, but they'll say like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been over a year since we've done photos or I can't believe I got in touch with you and just dropped the ball. But it'll be like a year and a half later. And I'll say, well, here's my 2022 pricing. You know, I'll put like the year in front of it Yep. or current pricing. But sometimes I feel like that focuses people even more on the fact that, oh yeah, things change every year or two or whatever it is. And um, yeah, that's another thing you could do. Yeah. Yeah. There's a second part to this question which turned into three questions when to raise, when to raise your prices. But again, scaring off clients is going to happen, but you can discern what works best for you. And I think you have to look out for yourself ultimately. So you can't just be overworking. No. How high is too high for a portrait session? So if you are in that position where you're like, yeah, I need to raise my rate. I'm consistently busy. I'm not quite where I want to be sort of thing. Well, you had said something interesting when I read this question. You 
before we jumped on and you were like, you can have certainly have something that's too low, but you can never have something that's too high. Right. I like that. There's no too high. I mean, you can charge whatever you want, but there is such a thing as too low, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I see that way more than I see. I mean, I think so many people are undercharging. So first, I would probably make sure that you're not undercharging, that you're actually like charging to make a profit that's worth your time. And then you can really know like what feels comfortable and good for too high. Yeah. Well, you. And you don't want to undercut yeah. the market either. No. So it kind of brings, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. That works for all of us too. You know, like don't be afraid of bigger rates. There's a number of exercises, including ones I teach that you can do to sort of, you know, I can hear that other whisper of a question like, well, how do I know? How do I know? You know, <laughs> and it's like, well, mm -hmm. you do have to make friends with your numbers. Like you have to sit down and even if you hate it, even if numbers aren't your thing, cause you're an artist and you like creating visual art, like knowing your numbers is a big part of this. And that's how you know if you're making enough. And generally with these exercises, most people are making way below what they need to make in order to turn, as you use the word profit, in order to have a profitable business. There is an account, The Photographer's Voice or Togs in Business on Instagram. You can go back and listen to my interview. I got to check the number episode, but we'll have that in the show notes if you want to hear firsthand. But this is an excellent post that I found a couple of days ago about how to price a session and know if you're being profitable. This might be a little numbery and kind of dry, but I'm going to read through it. Put your thinking cap on because like you really do have to do a little math in your head. But this is the kind of stuff you should know if you are at all confused about what to charge. This is a perfect breakdown, in my opinion. So let's say Audrey can work 60 hours each month. You figured that out, Audrey. You know that you have that much time each month to work. 36 of those hours you can devote to client work, meaning you're not doing admin stuff. You're not ordering new lenses or driving somewhere or whatever, or doing your books. Your monthly cost of doing business is $600. These are all random numbers. How do you figure out your monthly cost of doing business, people? You add all, all your costs and then divide it by 12 for the year. Yeah, you have to know what you know, we're all subscribed to a bajillion things. You have to go through and dig through how much are your subscriptions? How much are you paying for software? How much are you paying for all of the things that go into your business? Uh, Audrey's desired monthly salary is $3,500. This equates to $58.33 per hour of work. So that's just simple math, dividing it up. To achieve that, Audrey's business needs to turn over $4,100 per month. Why $4,100? Because it costs $600 to run the business. The salary you want to make is $3,500. So $3,500 plus $600 is $4,100. Good job. This new number equates to $114 per hour of client work. So hopefully y'all are following me. There's just a couple more things to point out here. Audrey spends a total of 12 hours on a typical client. This means that she can work with no more than three clients per month because that's the, that hits the 36 hours that she already figured out she had for people. 
which means Audrey needs to earn a minimum of $1,368 from a session. There it is. Again, this is from Togs in Business. The account is The Photographer's Voice. It's an amazing account to check out my interview. You can see it in the show notes, but Audrey, what do you what do you think about that? I love numbers. <laughs> We've <laughs> talked about this, you and I. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like drooling like, yes, the numbers, um, which yeah. sounds so strange, but like, because usually you think like creatives and artists don't like numbers. I actually love numbers. They bring me comfort and guidance and clarity. So I love doing stuff like this. And I think it's really smart. And it's kind of the same steps I have if I ever mentor anybody. It's one of the first places I like to start with them. Like, well, what are you charging? Because that's such like a, such a tough one for people to put a price on their work and to feel like they deserve it and all that kind of stuff. When you take the emotion out of it and just break it down into numbers and like see logically like, oh, you're making $2.13 an hour. I think that snaps people back to reality a little bit. And it it's easier than to make sure that you're charging what you should be. A thousand percent. I would encourage everybody listening to do the math. Like how much are you working? How many hours? And if you're not keeping track of that in the early stages of your business, you certainly should be. I, at this point, know pretty much exactly how much time it takes me to do a mini session start to finish. But if you're not sure, it's incredibly valuable to do that. I One of the things that strikes me about this particular breakdown is we don't talk about hours that much. To know what you're making per hour, you're totally right. Most people are making like $2 if they break it down. I mean, it's really not a lot. And when they see that number, $1,368 per client, it scares some people, but it shouldn't because that's that's your numbers. And if you can't hit those numbers, something's got to give or else you're going to you're you're going to end up closing down business at one point or another. You know, you're going to end up re-listening to episode number four of all of our burnout tips because <laughs> you're going to be so <laughs> yeah. burnt out from life. Yeah. Phototherapy four. Absolutely. I, I just really like how she breaks all this stuff down and she's amazing at all this. So check out check out that account again. It'll be linked in the show notes, but Instagram, the photographer's voice. You can dig in all of her amazing tips. But I think there are very few folks that know their cost of doing business because adding all that stuff up isn't always super fun. And then figuring out this is back to what we talked about. You're right. And number four, like what is your what are your boundaries? Like what you can set a boundary that you only have 36 hours like this person in this example has per month devote to clients. And that's okay to do. All you have to do in that case then is meet those numbers with an appropriate rate. So there is a way to not overwork yourself, I guess, is kind of what I'm trying to get at here. So there is no number that's too high. I mean, people, you know, it just depends on, again, that supply and demand. If you're not getting, if you're hearing crickets in your inbox, it might behoove you to do more sessions like a mini session is a lot of time and energy versus this example which is only three sessions which sounds lovely oh I only have to do three sessions you know a month and that's pretty similar to what wedding photographers feel you know it's like you can pretty much survive on a couple of weddings a month for most people so if lots of little sessions is not something that you can manage or don't want to do you may want to look at higher ticket offers if you're not really getting the people in the door for higher ticket family sessions, because 
you know, there are a lot of photographers that are offering affordable family sessions or headshot sessions. And, and you, you might have a lot of competition there if you're just starting out. If you have an established audience like you and I do, I mean, my story session rates start at close to $1,000 and go up into the 2000s for, for those sessions. And they book regularly, but that's because it's a very specific offer. So, And I do have the audience for it. So you just have to kind of look at all those things. But knowing your costs and knowing your hours is massive to nailing down a price that's profitable. Yeah, it's one of the first things you should do. It's required. You gotta, you gotta know those things. Yeah, but I do like what you said. I want to before we jump off here. You said like you know you can you can price too low. Mm-hmm. You know, too high is not really a thing. You can you can price whatever you want, and if someone pays for it, good for you. You know. Yep. But too low really is a is a thing. Anything else you want to say about that or this? I don't think so. I mean. The too low, maybe just one more note on the too low thing. I think a lot of people price themselves too low because they don't have the skill set and the experience, et cetera. And that's understandable. Like you're not going to be priced as someone that's been doing it for 10 plus years. But think about if you were to start a job at the local coffee shop, you would be starting off with at least making minimum wage. And I have definitely helped people figure out pricing who are charging so low that they literally were making like less than $5 an hour after all was said and done. And I'm like, would you ever take a job anywhere where you start out and that's what you make? I mean, at bare minimum, you should be making minimum wage more than that. And my my opinions on minimum wage are not the same as what our actual minimum wage is. So yeah, <laughs> bare minimum, you should be making at least 20 to $30 an hour. Yeah. If anybody needs kind of like a, a little starting point of like, how do I at least make to $30 an hour. And if you're feeling personal resistance or pushback, like, oh my God, can I do this? Just take a little inventory of your skills in your portfolio and make sure that you feel comfortable and prepared for anybody that would be willing to pay you. And if you feel really uncomfortable or underprepared, practice a little bit more. And then when you're ready, go out and do it, you know, do it right. But for folks that maybe just, just, just are starting out, it may be that you'll gain that confidence just with a little more practice, you know, to price appropriately. Yep. Cool. Well, I think that's a wrap. Again, Julie at The Photographer's Voice is where I took that little breakdown from. Check out all of her brilliant stuff. She's also been on the podcast, as I've mentioned a couple of times, but I think I forgot to mention her name. So Julie at The Photographer's Voice will link to that. Audrey, thank you as always. Yes. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the crazy busy time this week. You as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And one final reminder, if you would like to send us a question about your business or life and business or whatever, just send it on over in an email to helpdesk at photobusinesshelp.com. And in the subject line, just add photo therapy. So we know that it's one of those questions. And then, uh, you know, everything's anonymous. So feel free to break it down however you want. Get real, whatever. Spill your secrets. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, our first, and you know, I say that because our very first photo therapy, photo therapy number one, if you haven't heard that, was pretty personal and pretty intense. So I think I think we yeah. go there sometimes. Today was a little more businessy, but that's cool too. Here for all of it. Yeah. 
Right on. Well, thank you. And thank all of you. And thank you. I'm just going to keep saying thank you. Yay. 350 <laughs> episodes. Woohoo! Good job. There's a link in the show notes as well to rate this podcast. It really helps us to grow and be seen. So if you have been loving this and you want to support us and give us a little bit of love for the 350, just uh, go to rate this podcast and, and give us give us a little love. Okay. That's it for now. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Just a quick reminder, use code PHOTOBIZHELP at PICTIME for one bonus month. If you've been on the fence, join PICTIME. Give these holiday campaigns a try. They are a game changer. Your clients will be happy. You'll make a little extra cash. And your clients will walk away with gorgeous products from their session. Go to PICTIME. Use code PHOTOBIZHELP for one bonus month. One more quick reminder, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, disorganized, check out 17 Hats. You'll be able to focus on what you do best, photography. Meanwhile, 17 Hats does exactly what you need done to manage your business, just as if you were doing it yourself. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash 17 hats to get 50% off your first year. 